Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hello and welcome to the UK Travel Planner Podcast. In this week's episode, I share practical tips and information about visiting London in December, including answering frequently asked questions, plus my suggestions for some of the best things to do in London during the festive season. I'll also share some specific tips and information about London on Christmas Day and Boxing Day. And before we dig in, I'd like to quickly thank those of you who have taken the time to leave us a review on your favourite podcast app. It really means the world to us and helps get our podcast noticed and out to even more people planning their trip to the UK. This week's special thanks go to the following listeners, Ashley W. from Michigan in the United States. Ashley wrote, I'm so thankful that I came across this podcast and later joined their Facebook group. The information and helpful tips are priceless. When the dates for my trip to England and Scotland were set, I was overjoyed, but also overwhelmed. I don't feel that way anymore because of all the time and effort Tracy and Doug put into everything they do. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and experience with all of us. Thank you so much, Ashley, for your lovely review. That was just wonderful. It really made my heart feel warm when I read that. And the next review we have is from York Lover 07DGJH, also from the United States. I have to say we love that we have so many fans in the United States and that you guys are taking the time to leave us these reviews. It's amazing. The top 10 experiences chosen by Tracy and Doug were informative. Even more entertaining was listening to them describe their joy in each opportunity presented. Whether it was a day trip or accommodation, the Collinses outdo themselves getting accurate information to everyone planning their first trip or hundreds to the UK with flair. Thank you so much, York Lover 7 for that lovely review. Um, again, we just love hearing from you. Um, and, it, you know, sometimes I sit talking into this mic and, and you don't know who's on the other end who's going to be listening to it. So, honestly, it, we just love it. We just love hearing from you all. And we also love knowing that we are helping you plan your trips because that is why we started the podcast that is why we started the website a few years ago because we know what it can be like it can be overwhelming planning a trip to the UK and um, you know Doug and I have a huge amount of wealth of knowledge and experience and we just love um, sharing that and and making you guys you know have the best possible helping you guys have the best possible trip to the UK if you'd like to shout have a shout out on our podcast Please leave us a review. Um, there's a, there'll be a link in the show notes at, at uktravelplanning.com forward slash episode 23. Anyway, without any further ado, let's talk about what you need to know when visiting London in December, which actually is one of my favorite times of year to visit London. Um, it's magical at that time of year. So obviously there's lots of questions that we, we are asked. And one of those basically or those questions is, is December a good time to visit London and how busy is it over the festive period? I'm going to say December in London is magical. Um, the Christmas lights, the markets, celebrations everywhere. The streets are, you know, thronged with festive shoppers. 
There's various London venues like Hyde Park, South Bank, Trafalgar Square, and they all hold special events. So it really is a, it's, it's an incredibly special time of year to visit London. So although I'm going to kind of share this tip now, it might be a little bit late for this year. And I did wonder about doing, because obviously this podcast is coming out beginning of December. Um, and I had thought, oh, should I, should I wait? But actually I thought, you know what, Let, let's get this podcast out. So this tip might be a little bit late, but some people might be listening to this next year. But London in a Christmas in the festive season, December is busy. It's one of the most popular months to visit because of the illumination markets, all those other things I've already talked about. Obviously, it's a popular place to go shopping as well for Christmas gifts. So if you decided to visit, really, you need to book accommodation as far ahead as possible um, because it, it is busy. It's popular with Brits as well who will travel to London um, to do shopping and to see the sights and to enjoy kind of the whole, the soak in the whole Christmas atmosphere. Anyway, so now you've decided to visit. So, and I know there's lots of you in on our Facebook group who've said that they're going to be heading to London over the next few weeks. So let's give you a little bit of background of what you can expect in terms of weather and daylight hours and what sort of things that you should think about packing um, when you visit London in December. Because again, I know there's a, there's a common asked questions. So let's talk about the weather to start with. So the weather in London in December is generally mild. Um, it can be you know chilly and and it can be wet. So you can expect some kind of cooler temperatures and on average rain every three days. But, you know, I mean, that's an average. So you could get more, you could get less. But also you need to know that the weather can change rapidly. But there are really few extremes in the UK when it comes to weather, really, especially in London. So let's kind of talk about the average high. So the average high in December in London is nine degrees Celsius or 48 degrees Fahrenheit. Low is about 5 degrees centigrade and 41 degrees Fahrenheit with an average 10 days of rain. So obviously, depending on where you come from in the world, and I know um, I talk to many many Australians, um, it can be kind of difficult, especially if you come from somewhere like Queensland where we live, is to try and kind of get your head around what is the weather like. And often people say, well, just, just look on Google. But actually, that doesn't help kind of explain what the weather is like. So... The UK as a country has a kind of cold and wet climate and it can rain quite a lot. Now that sounds like bad news, but actually the good news is that the climate is best described as temperate, so it's mild. So we don't really get any extremes. Um, so major storms do happen, but they are pretty rare. So, you know, the main thing to think about if you go into somewhere like London in December is that you can expect it to be cold and potentially wet, okay? But, you know, the last few times I've been in London in winter, in, in December, it hasn't been wet. So, again, it's difficult to predict these days with climate, climate change. But the thing to think about is what you pack. So, pack warm, waterproof items. Because the UK's got a maritime climate, the weather can and does change rapidly. So, while the average temperatures are pretty mild... And actually, London, because in the, in the south of the country, is one of the warmest places. You can sometimes get frosty mornings in the city during December, and really snow—very, mm, very slim chance of snow. Generally, that's more January and February. You're far more likely to get rain. So, obviously, don't come to London expecting a white Christmas because you're probably going to be disappointed. I mean, January is the coldest month and it doesn't really tend to snow in that sort of UK. Now, obviously, if you're in Scotland, it's slightly different. But if you're in the southern parts of England, it really doesn't tend to snow that much. 
saying that, I do remember about 20 odd years ago working in, in London in, in January and actually struggling to get to, to uh, my daughter's godparents because there was so much snow. But again, those events are pretty rare. So really, you're kind of thinking about more kind of cooler and potentially some rain. Um, so in terms of daylight hours, again, I think this is important when you're visiting is that, you know, the shortest day of the year will take place during December. The, so the skies will only be bright between about 9 a.m. and 3 to 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Sunrise is around 8 a.m. and sunset takes place about 4.30 p.m. Um, so when planning your trip to London in December, one of the things to think about is that it will be dark and the UK experiences the winter solstice or the shortest day just, you know, a few days before Christmas. So basically the sun will set long before 5 p.m. in December. And in reality, the skies will start to darken from late afternoon. So you can expect fade and light between 3 and 4 p.m. and then complete darkness by 5 p.m., which is fantastic when you go to London to see all of the Christmas lights because it's pretty dark early on. In the morning, again, the sun rises between about 7.45 a.m. and 8.15 a.m. So, again, it's a gradual lightening of the sky rather than a sudden burst of bright sunlight. So, before 9 a.m. in December, don't expect to see kind of full daylight. So, what to pack? Again, we get asked this quite often. When packing for London December, really, you need to be thinking about lots of layers. A wind and waterproof jacket, sturdy shoes or boots are essentials to take along with you. Um, as I say, you can expect anything from mild weather when you can just wear a jumper and a light jacket to kind of full on kind of gale force winds and potentially some snow, maybe. But if you prepare for all those things, basically you're going to be ready for anything. So footwear is really important to consider. You know, you're going to be doing a lot of walking. So you need to be, you know, if you, you can need something comfortable on your feet. So if you're going to buy new trainers or walking boots for your trip, go for waterproof ones, break them in before you actually arrive in London. So for outwear, um, a waterproof jacket is also really a necessity. Um, layering is also key. So ideally something like a waterproof, windproof jacket with a removable fleece inner would be ideal. Um, if it does get warm and in the city temperatures can rise rapidly, you might want to remove layers. So think about a day pack that is space to carry extra clothing. I'm actually thinking as well, if you're taking the underground, you can get quite warm. Um, and very busy over the Christmas period. Um, so that's also worth considering if you're going to be taking the tube that you might want to you know, strip off a few layers. So obviously dressing in layers such as a T-shirt and a sweater, cardigan or hoodie, plus a winter jacket should be just right for most days, to be honest. And you can then adjust the layers if required. Shops can be really warm and it's easy to overheat. So you need to be able to remove the layers if necessary. You know, I can remember a few years ago shopping on Regent Street with my daughter. It was quite chilly outside, really cold, but and so I had lots of layers on and we went into a shop where it was absolutely boiling hot. So obviously then stripping off the, the jacket, the scarf, the hat, the gloves, you know, the jumper. So I think I just had a T-shirt on in the end. So, you know, you need, if you've got a bag with your day pack, perfect, because then you can put all your items of clothing in that, because you don't want to be wandering around in a, in a shop, kind of carrying a whole load of stuff as well. But I just remember it was incredibly warm, incredibly hot. And as I say, again, you know, if you're going to go on the underground, it can get really warm. So you just want to be able to, so don't just don't put lots and lots of kind of thick stuff on that you can just think of layers. So, you know, um, T-shirt, longer sleeve top, that sort of thing and then jumper, and then maybe a jacket. Um, so jeans are an obvious choice for your bottom half, but 
thing to think about is that if they get wet, um, they can take ages to dry. You know, so if there's heavy rain forecast, I would not wear jeans. Maybe think of something that's quick drying. Active trousers are a better option. Obviously, if you're in London and the forecast is two weeks of just, you know, cold, crisp, sunny days, then you're not going to have to, you know, jeans are perfect. But it is worth thinking if it's going to be heavy rain that you don't really want to be walking around in wet jeans. Accessories wise, um, think about taking a woolly hat, a warm, cozy scarf, pair of thermal gloves, some insulating socks, um, because obviously keeping your feet warm, to me, I keep my feet warm is really important, but keep your head, neck, hands, feet warm. Because when it's really cold, that can make all the difference to your comfort levels, um, especially if it's bitly cold in London. So so those are kind of our tips there for thinking about what to pack. So let's go on to this next section of the podcast, uh, where is if you're planning your itinerary, we've basically put together a selection of our favorite things to do in London in December. Um, there, are, there are far more. There's lots and lots of things that you can do in December. But these are kind of our top eight things that we thought we'd recommend and you can actually find more details about each of these because I'm just going to kind of briefly go through the, those the top eight. Is you can find them on the website um, website uktravelplanet.com. So first thing to do in London, um, you can't miss them because they're everywhere and they are stunning. Is to enjoy London's Christmas lights. So the best spots for the lights are basically Oxford Street, Regent Street, Carnaby Street, Bond Streets. Plus, don't miss um, Covent Garden and South Bank for wonderful light displays. You know, just fabulous. Also, consider second sort of favourite thing that we have to do is actually if you could in London take a Christmas tour um, because you've got loads to choose from. You can do a walking tour. You can do an open top bus tour of the lights. So you can sit back and enjoy the lights as you get driven around London. You could do a tour of Christmas markets. You could even take a um, Thames River cruise, you know, over the Christmas period. Uh, again, we've got lots of information on the website about the best Christmas tours that are available in London. Um, so highly recommend it. Third thing to think about doing in London over the, you know, December over the festive period is to head to South Bank Winter Festival. So the Winter Festival, it's a Christmas market, but it's much more. You can enjoy a festive atmosphere, twinkling lights, street performers, artworks, and lots of performances. It's a great place to try seasonal and street foods from around the world as well. So fourth choice is if you fancy a day out of the city, why not head to Warner Brothers Harry Potter Studios for Hogwarts in the Snow? Um, very, very popular. So you need to get tickets for that as soon as possible. You know, it's wonderful. You can, and you can just imagine Harry, Ron and Hermione wandering around the bright white landscape during the run up to Christmas when you get there. It's amazing. I mean, we love visiting the uh, Warner Brothers Harry Potter Studios at any time of year, but it's particularly magical for Hogwarts in the Snow. Fifth choice is to visit Winter Wonderland. So I know we've been asked about this actually in the Facebook group. So between the smart shops of Knightsbridge, including the legendary Harrods and bustling Oxford Street, you'll find Hyde Park. So this large green space is transformed into a winter wonderland every December and it's not to be missed. The festive atmosphere is simply magical, but be warned, there's so much to see, eat and drink here that one visit may not be enough. Uh, our sixth choice is to enjoy Christmas at Kew Gardens. So like Hyde Park, Kew Gardens are transformed at Christmas time. The lights are spectacular and in the darkness, the spaces have an otherworldly feel. As well as all the gardens have to offer, there are food and drink stalls here to keep you fed and watered. Truly a magical destination to visit any time of the year, to be honest, but at Christmas, Kew is stunning. 
So definitely recommend, again, getting tickets for that. Our seventh choice is to go to a Christmas show or a pantomime. There are all sorts of performances on offer on the West End around Shaftesbury Avenue and beyond. But we particularly love a good British pantomime. So pantomimes are a, a Christmas tradition. Um, most sought after tickets are sold for Boxing Day because that is kind of a tradition in the UK that you attend a pantomime, but particularly on Boxing Day. Um, so whether you choose to go for a fun panto or musical or you want to go to some a more serious sort of show, you know, there's definitely lots of options, festive themed options, or you can go, you know, for a show that you have a particular interest in. But again, a wonderful place to, wonderful time of year to go to a show. And again, I highly recommend it if you can, is to go to a pantomime. Um, I know my daughter is going um, to be visiting the UK with her Australian partner this Christmas, and they are going to a pantomime, which he hasn't been to before. He's never attended a pantomime. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So I can't wait to find out what he what he thought about it. And so the last choice for London over Christmas, as there's, there's lots of options, but is to enjoy the Christmas tree and carol singers at Trafalgar Square. So I don't know if you know, possibly not, is that Norway kindly donates a massive Christmas tree to the UK every year. And this takes pride of place in Trafalgar Square and is decorated with many thousands of fairy lights. Each tree is over 20 metres tall and it's about 50 to 60 years old. So you can go and see the tree and also... Carol singers will be serenading shoppers, um, you know, which just causes, it creates a wonderful magic, uh, magical uh, festive atmosphere. So again, just check to find out when the carol singers will be around. But otherwise, you can just go and, you know, check out the, the Christmas tree and the lights in Trafalgar Square. Those are kind of eight things to do in London in December. Of course, there are lots more. Um, and for the rest of the list and for more details and information about the eight things that I've just gone through is you can check out the links to articles in the show notes for this episode on the website. So next I want to talk about really is um, things to do in London on Christmas Day and Boxing Day um, and what will be open um, because we've received lots of questions about this. So let, let's have a little chat about some of those um, questions uh, in this next podcast. So first of all, we get asked, you know, are London attractions, restaurants, pubs, museums, are they open? Are they closed on Christmas Day? So London attractions, mainly closed, Christmas Day closed. What you can do is go to the Royal Parks, though, because the Royal Parks are open. So you can go for a nice stroll through any of the parks. So, for example, Hyde Park, St. James's Park, Greenwich Park. Um, and it's actually another perfect for, you know, after or pre-dinner stroll. So um, restaurants, yes, many restaurants are closed for Christmas Day. If you have a particular restaurant in mind, the best thing is to check online. You do have to book in advance for Christmas Day and it is more expensive because obviously they're going to be paying all the staff Christmas Day rates. If you haven't managed to book, potentially look around Chinatown near Leicester Square um, because you might be able to find a few eateries that are open there. Pubs, there are some pubs that are open for a few days on Christmas Day around lunchtime but then they will be closed for the evening. But again, you would have to check in the area that you happen to be staying in or if you have a particular pub you want to go to. Museums, shut on Christmas Day. Most of them are shut, so you, you won't find the British Museum, Imperial War Museum, v National Maritime Museum, etc. open. They are actually closed. And shops are closed as well on Christmas Day. So public transport. Is there any public transport available on Christmas Day in London? Again, we ask that. No. Basically, public transport options do not run on Christmas Day. Um, what you can do if you need to get around London is to jump onto a Santander cycle. You can obviously walk um, wherever you want, or you can take a black cab. There will be 
more limited availability of black cabs and you will pay um, a higher fare to travel on Christmas Day. So do bear this in mind when booking your accommodation in London to be kind of nearer the site so that you can basically just walk to wherever you want to, you know, park or whatever on Christmas Day. So similar question we're asked again about Boxing Day, what London attractions, restaurants, pubs, museums and shops are open or not. So again, uh, most attractions are shut on Christmas Day, uh, on Boxing Day as on Christmas Day. So again, you'd need to check before you plan to go anywhere. Restaurants, again, you need to check online. Boxing Day If you can get into a restaurant on Boxing Day, it will be cheaper than Christmas Day. Again, very popular day to eat out. But again, um, you need to check online. I did just recently share in the Facebook group a couple of links to articles which listed which restaurants were open. So obviously, if you're in the Facebook group, just do a search for that. Otherwise, it's something that I am trying to research so I can get that information out. It'll be probably for next year now because I know it's something that people are asking us. So pubs, pubs are normally open on Boxing Day, you'd be happy to hear. Um, but you pretend you would have to book a table in advance if you want to dine at a pub, but you can go and have a drink. So that that's really good. Again, museums closed. So most of the main museums at British Museum, Pure War Museum, VA, National Maritime Museum, etc., are closed. Now, shops. Some shops are closed on Boxing Day, but however, others fling open their doors for the very famous Boxing Day sales. So you will have to check on the retailer to find out if the shop that you want to go to is open, you know, if you particularly want to visit. So do check again online if there's somewhere that you think, oh, I I really want to go to that shop just to check that it is open. But to say quite a lot of um, the larger London shops, stores are open on Boxing Day because that is when they launch the sales. So you may wish or not wish to actually head to one of those shops on that day, depending on on your uh, ability to kind of, you know, fight your way through a lot of other people looking for bargains. So kind of a similar question about uh, Boxing Day when it comes to public transport, that the London buses, trams and underground and overground uh, trains operate on a reduced service on Boxing Day. So actually it's worth knowing that public transport begins to slow down from early evening on Christmas Eve. There are no night bus services at all on the 24th and the 25th. So again, suggestions if you're, you know, going to be in London on Christmas Day or Boxing Day. So Christmas Day, suggestions we have for you is to, you know, enjoy a Christmas lunch, book in advance. As I say, it will cost you a little bit more, probably a lot more, actually. Um, What about attend a Christmas Day service? So St. Paul's, Westminster Abbey, just check timings online. But how magical will that be? Take a walk through a Royal Park, example, Regent's Park, St. James's Park or Greenwich Park. You know, if it's one of those cold, crisp, sunny uh, London days, I can't think anything more magical. It'd be lovely to walk around the park. You can go ice skating at the JW3, which is in northwest London. It's an ice rink that's open on Christmas Day and Boxing Day. On Christmas Day as well, you can go and watch the Peter Pan Cup race, which is a 100-yard swimming race, which is held by the Serpentine Swimming Club in Hyde Park at 9am on Christmas Day. So you can go and watch people swim. I can't imagine how cold that would be, um, but it's a tradition, so you can go and watch that at Hyde Park. On Boxing Day, again, like I said, it's cheaper to dine out at a pub or restaurant as long as you've booked ahead. Go to a pantomime, great British Boxing Day tradition. Watch a football match. So if you can't get tickets ahead, um, best thing to do is to head to a pub that's shown live matches and again you're going to get a great atmosphere so 
brilliant thing to do on Boxing Day. And then the other thing, obviously, is head to the Boxing Day sales where you could potentially bag a bargain. Um, so there's just some ideas of the things that you can do on Christmas Day and uh, Boxing Day. There are, I know there's some tours that are available as well. Um, again, I've got a link on the website so you can have a look there if you're going to be in London on Christmas Day and Boxing Day and you're kind of feeling unsure about what to do. So hopefully if you're heading to London this December, we've answered all your questions and provided tons of inspiration. It really is a wonderful time of year to visit London. I love it. I have to say, I, I just love all the lights. I love looking at all the Christmas decorations. I love the smell of the hot chestnuts. You can smell them cooking. And I, I love getting hot. I love, I love hot chestnuts anyway. So go and have chestnuts. You can go at the Christmas markets. Yeah, it's just a wonderful, wonderful time of year to visit. So, you know, if you've got any other questions, the best thing to do is obviously check out the website, but also you can join our UK travel planning community on Facebook. And that's a great place to come and have a chat, ask us questions. There's a whole community of people there. So, um, you know, if we don't know the answer, they will. Then remember also that you can find lots of information plus links to everything I've talked about in this episode on our website, uktravelplanning.com forward slash episode 23. So again, I'd like to say a huge thanks for listening to the UK Travel Plan podcast. Remember to leave us a review for a possible shout out in a future episode. And that just leaves me to say, as always, until next week, happy UK travel planning from me.